back. And people were, I gotta say, it was so nice to hear how excited people were to have you killed it back. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And it is good to be back. I mean, you know, we set up a time every week. It kind of like bounces around <laughs> because of our schedules or maybe because of network outages or <laughs> such. I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on. I realized I didn't even post a video of last week's pod and someone messaged me and I was just like, oh yeah, I didn't do that. And why didn't I do that? Because of network outages. Cause even when network did work, it didn't really work. <laughs> and then I just was working and forgot. Here we are. I was going to say, I was wondering where the comments were about how attractive I am. Now I know you're withholding <laughs> from the people. It's my you, fault, are deni- yes. you are denying them their zaddy. <laughs> I don't I don't know about that. I don't think that's right, Sheldon. I think you gotta give the people what they want, which is me looking very tired on a Thursday morning. I apologize for that. I apologize for that. You know, fortunately I, really I have a big forgiving heart and I can see past this one flaw of yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty good. It's kind of a backhanded compliment. <laughs> I, I wanna say. <laughs> on Twitter, we got so many reacts, but of course, this morning, as we start to record, mm-hmm. Twitter is not working of because course. our society is crumbling around us. So uh, the question will be, did we actually get this Twitter feedback or are we making it up just to sound cool? Hmm. I mean, I can read hmm. one comment from Heather27. Hi, Heather. Welcome back. Hello. We missed you. <laughs> Um, she said that she just finished listening to our first Challenge USA podcast. She's glad we're back. She's a huge Survivor fan. She points out that Tyson was a professional cyclist and a Division One college swimmer, also a master strategist. Don't sleep on him. Um, we got accused of sleeping on Tyson a lot, including from our guy, or maybe I should say my guy, Lawrence oh wow okay who you snubbed last podcast there is no defend Lawrence Thomas wow okay go on go on go on LT and you me and LT we had a little menage tweet where we were talking about uh Tyson menage tweet is that a thing or did you just make that up it is now oh okay you really just made that up yeah Ah, I feel like you should like copyright that. That's pretty good. Thank you. That's so kind of you. Um, so he, uh, Lawrence LT, superfan LT, was also saying that we should not sleep on Tyson. He specifically said that you sounded like Stephen A. Smith. Wow. On Luca on draft night. Wow. For, for you non-basketball fans, which is okay. We still love you uh that is quite the reference so here's what happened okay and twitter's working on my phone i don't know all right yeah i'm scrolling back pretty far so i guess it's working yeah it's working on my phone and be nice (laughs) so lt was upset because i referred to him as someone at work now (laughs) and he said and he even changed his twitter handle to someone at work it says apparently I got left back on MTV as two, but I'm still pumped to have you killed it back. My guy Sheldon Alexander talking about Tyson and sounding like Stephen A on Luca on draft night. Don't sleep, Jay Chidley Hill. Talk to your boy, which would be a Stephen A Smith ism. And to which I responded and I said, and I can't even find it now, of course, because how does, oh, that won't let me load. Okay, never mind. I responded and said, what actually happened was while I was talking last week on the pod, we are going, we're doing this live to tape. There's no stops. There's no edits. We're just cooking live. And as I was talking, I was trying to remember whether it was LT or my other boy, Timmy Hags at work, who was telling me about the cookout. And it turns out it was both of them. So while I'm having, I'm speaking while also thinking about that in my head, I just said someone at work and LT took offense to that. So I would like to take this opportunity right off the front end of the pod to apologize to my boy, LT, my good friend, 
my centennial colleague, my work colleague, my really good friend. I'm sorry. But I don't know. I'm not repping too little too late. I think LT is fully in the JCH camp now. <laughs> I, think, I think I think he's repping my colors now. I think I'm he's not now my guy. Jeez. Jeez. I also um, I yes. love I do love the behind the scenes thing that we do not edit this podcast. Like oh. <laughs> people, there's to. no way people thought we edit this podcast. I the used amount to of, like, like tangents. No, but the amount of tangents that we go on about nothingness or like northern or music or literally anything but the challenge there's no way we edit this podcast <laughs> doing it live that <laughs> i used to edit this podcast like at the very first like 30 episodes i put my heart and soul into those edits <laughs> um i would go i would edit out every um every long breath but as we've gotten better at podcasting and there's fewer breaks and there's fewer ums and uhs and stuff like that, unless there's something really egregious, like when one of us has like to take a phone call or something, yeah. like I don't leave like five minutes of dead air or but otherwise like, no cuts, just or there, raw. Just or there was like construction take. going on at my house or like yeah. <laughs> construction workers just barging into my house or sawing or hammering or something like that yes or when or when i uh when you had to go speak to a contractor and i just like sang venga boys to myself for five minutes that is a thing that happened yes i left to speak to a contractor i came back to john singing the venga boys are coming I mean, yeah. where else can you get such context than the You Killed the Podcast, right? I kind of wish I'd left that in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to scroll through a, a few more comments here because we did get a bunch off of Twitter. And we do want the peoples to message us, whether it's here on Twitter or on the YouTube page or on the SoundCloud page or wherever you get your podcasts, like, rate, subscribe, all that other fun stuff. To quote my man, Bamani Jones. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. If you only give us four stars, I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. <laughs> I love that line. So uh, the Unreal Fogey says, Jay Chidley Hill and Sheldon Alexander, I hope you guys will cover the Challenge USA over the summer. Well, your wish is our command. We are here. Just for you. We weren't going to do it for at all. We weren't going to do it. One tweet. Yeah, the one tweet convinced us to do it. Eric says, I have to def defend Survivor here. In my opinion, Survivor of all the other shows is the closest to the challenge. Two, Survivor dailies are far from, quote, backyard games. That would be Big Brother. Also, they are doing challenges with little to no sleep slash food. They are mostly, oh, I can't load the second tweet. Second tweet won't load. Twitter's down. Blame Twitter. Blame Elon. Uh, Trina says, so happy to have Shell Alexander and Jay Chidley Hill are covering the challenge USA. She also says, okay, one thing about Kylan is I promise he definitely watched 10 seasons. He's constantly doing the most. So last week we were discussing, cause Kylan said that not only was he working out for the challenge, but he also watched the last 10 seasons of the challenge in preparation. So, okay, Trina, I'll, I'll take your word for it. You know, we didn't see much of Kylan in episode two, but he had a solid performance again. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll keep going. Laura says, Tyson is Survivor's version of Wes. Strong swimmer, exceptional endurance, cocky confessionals, strategic smarts, and an enormous ego. <laughs> You're either going to hate him or love him. No in between. I know which side I'm on, Laura. And I'll get to that oh. soon. We call that a tease. I do like that Laura found a way to call Wes and Tyson arrogant two times over in the same sentence. Mm -hmm. Good use of synonyms. I respect yeah. it. It was like, what did they call that? A compliment sandwich? Is that what it is? You like yeah. start with the good, diss them in the middle. Oh, no, that was the opposite. I think she like dissed them on either end with the compliments in the middle. Yeah. It was an insult. Strong sandwich. swimmer. No, well, she started with strong swimmer, exceptional endurance, cocky confessionals, strategic smarts, and an enormous ego. 
Uh, Sarah says, very happy I found this because I haven't listened yet and I am preemptively anxious about Survivor being mischaracterized. That's from Sarah. Um, well, Sarah, I hope you did listen. And I don't know if you did message us after that because again, blame Elon, but Twitter is down. So again, send us all your comments and questions wherever you get your podcast. And we will try to read them on the pod if we remember, but there are times we don't remember because we don't really produce a pod. We just kind of cook. We get on here and cook. It's a quote, we, just like Luca. You know, you give Luca the ball sometimes, he clears out and he cooks. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, I think part of it is well, there's two things. Sometimes we're really tired and punchy when we record this podcast. Sometimes. The other thing, <laughs> the other thing is that uh, – I'm just going to speak for myself. I just get really excited. I get excited to talk to you. We usually like hype each other up where we like talk shit about our industry and then start recording. And you don't do that. That never happens. I, I've got no problem saying I talk shit about our industry. And then, <laughs> um, but those lost tapes, man, those lost well, tapes. Um, but I do, I, that's, I think we just get swept up. Uh, let's talk though about episode two. First of all, I just so, want to say they're down to hour long episodes. There's one, there's one last thing I want to say before we deep dive into this. So, oh, I'm sorry, Shelly. um, I was writing notes and I was at my girlfriend's house while watching the challenge. We mm -hmm. watched the challenge together. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time she's watched the challenge. And oh. as I was taking notes, um, which was funny to explain that like, I actually like take notes when I watch this show. Yes, I am a yeah. big loser and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, so as I look at my laptop though, I noticed there's a note at the, at the very top that says, my girlfriend is super awesome and I love her so much. Oh. Hashtag super facts. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm just going by the notes on the computer. So, you know. It must've been you that wrote that because you do say super facts a lot. I do say super facts a lot and it is a super fact. So here we are. So, I mean, that's a good note and I appreciate the insight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Little behind the scenes, you know, we, we don't just give you the behind the scenes of the challenge. We give you the behind the scenes of our lives. Do you want to know what my first note is? Yes. Down to hour long episodes, which I think is my preference. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, like, okay, so yes, hour-long episodes, totally okay with that, but there were parts where I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, this is just speeding along, and like, yeah, I kind of miss the other challenge, but I, I, I'll get to that at the end, I'll save that, that at the end, because I have a question at the end, which we'll get to at the end of the pod, but sure. I'll save that, um, yeah, hour-long episodes. I'm I'm cool with that, and it's easy to speed through. Obviously, while you're going through commercials and all that. Yeah, yeah, cool. I I also I love like listen. Sometimes you and I, sometimes we do provide insight, and like I think our our longtime listeners have the same sort of view that we do, mm -hmm. that the algorithm where they randomize who's getting paired with who <laughs> like we said last episode that there's no way it's actually randomized of course not and i have to ask you shelly what are the chances that the x's cinco and cache are put together well i talk about this all the time right the producering i feel like i haven't used that made-up term in a long time but of course, it's producing, right? You're, we're still early on in the season. It's episode two. So you're going to yeah. tug on the ready-made storylines that are already in front of you. Yeah. And we've already seen in episode one, like, let's be honest, the Love Island people, they don't really play games, like no. on their show. They hang out by the pool and flirt. So now you're coming on the challenge. So what are your storylines going to be? It's going to be you flirting with your exes, right? We've already seen week one, it was Cashel and Kira. They were partnered up after their breakup after Love Island. And then episode two, what do you know? Randomly selected partners, Cinco and Cache. Now, what are the chances of that? We also, like, on that same note, 
they also paired Tyson and Justine together. Mm-hmm. And Justine is mad at Tyson for sending Sally home. Yeah. So they clearly were like, let's have two plot lines. Yeah. One of them's going to bear fruit. For sure. And that's just great job of producery. You need storylines, especially early on, especially when people are kind of feeling out each other, feeling out the teams, feeling out what the game is. You need things to at least be able to ask in confessionals to see if there's going to be drama. And obviously Tyson just sent home Justine's best friend in the house or sent them in. And, you know, Tyson's making moves early and we'll get to Tyson for sure. Don't worry. But Mm -hmm. ready-made storylines. But I got to say, Tyson... I'm here for the drama that Tyson provides, right? Like you need that guy who's, you know, I think he's trying to be that, play that villain role. You need that guy. Um, but I'm not here for the whole Cinco and cachet. I got tired oh. of that on Love Island. I got tired of that watching oh. that, that season. And I only really watched Love Island because we were in the pandemic. It was easy watching that like killed days of when you couldn't do anything or go anywhere. But I was tired of them then. On the challenge, I'm just like, get out of here. Like, I, I don't care or want to hear about their feelings or Cache doing the exact same thing she did on Love Island where Cinco's flirting with someone else and then she's off in the distance watching and then you get the shot of the camera guy being able to frame her and then zoom out and there's Cinco flirting with another girl. Like, we've seen those that you could take a side-by-side split screen of that exact scene of Love Island, and we saw that on the challenge in episode two. I'm not here for that. I don't care about that. Neither of y'all are going to win the challenge or have a chance of winning the challenge. So, uh, like, just miss me with all of that. I, I, you know, I hear what you're saying, and I have not watched Love Island, so I don't have the same history with these cast members that you do. Mm-hmm. But I loved the scene where Cinco is carrying Tiffany and puts her on the top bunk. It's clearly during the day because no one else is in like the bunkhouse. Yeah. Except, of course, mm-hmm. Cache. And like that was, I mean, first of all, it was brutal. And I did feel bad for her. Like that would be like, you're just going to go get your toothbrush or whatever. Like, you're just minding your business. Yeah. And your ex carries a woman into bed right beside you. Like, that is horrible. And an ex uh, on national TV. And an ex that you haven't talked to at all since they became your ex. Like, there's a lot going on. And, and that was the scene later on in the episode. Early yeah, in the episode. That. Well, they were, they were stretching. Oh, no. Tiffany... And Cinco were stretching. The rest of the house is seeing it. And there was a crew because really what's going on in the house as well is you're, you're, you're seeing the, the lines being drawn between the Survivor crew, the Big Brother crew. All the shows are basically aligned, right? Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you see the, the Survivor crew and what was it? The Big Brother crew? They're kind of watching from afar. Yeah. And Shan is talking about how you know, Tiffany has, what was their quote? And this might be my quote of the episode because they're trying to figure out. They're like, oh no, Tiffany has a lot of other uh, interactions outside of the house. And someone's trying to get clarification. Like, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, they swapped a bunch of DNA. I like that. What? I love that. I love that juxtaposition. I love that she was, Shan was trying to be subtle, circumspect. Mm-hmm. respectful and she's like oh she's had other interactions then she went zero to a hundred real quick mm-hmm. it was like no they've exchanged dna like she went from as like vague and like pg as possible to yeah no she's fucked <laughs> <laughs> but also she was talking like to me how it came off was she was trying to say that about multiple people in the house right like not in the house but like just in like the world of the challenge it seemed like that she she was saying um and then they tried this whole like news graphics thing with shan that looked pretty trash i I loved it i thought it looked trash like i mean i loved it again this leads to my point that i'll make at the end of the show because i wrote down the mtv editors are way better they would have done a better job of making that joke hit 
Yeah, I, it it could have been funnier. Part of the problem was it's it was clear to me, and I mean, maybe you have other thoughts, that they had her, like, they took a clip of her in confessional mm-hmm. and then, like, superimposed her body on okay. the the news desk rather than, like, get her in on the joke. Yeah. I feel like the MTV production staff would be like, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do this. Can you, yeah, like, yeah, lean yeah. a little to the joke? Mm-hmm. Just, like, a subtle difference. I got you. I got you. Um, I did. Th- I did think it was funny. Like I did. I did have a chuckle at that when I watched it. A good old chuckle, huh? Okay. I did, okay. I did like that. Shane was like, "I'm not a sloppy sharer," and like I was like, "I don't know about all of that." Like they did just put you behind a virtual news desk. Yeah. Like you are just airing Tiffany out for no reason right now. Like that's pretty sloppy, and like yeah. to everybody. Like you are not, it's not like you told one person who you're tight with. You're like, hey, people I've known for three days. Let's talk about how babies are made. Like (laughs) she was not subtle. Yeah, there's a lot going on. What do you think of the name of the daily challenge? You know, I loved it. I know it's, it was right up your wheelhouse. Something that you. Yeah, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I, that did make me chuckle. I, I did laugh at that. I gave a slow clap. Thought, well, okay. Well, okay. Well, so you slander me by saying that you knew I would like it. And then you admit it that you like it. For sure. Sheldon, we're friends for a reason. It's because you think I'm hilarious. So obviously you're going to think this is funny. Yep. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Again, you're just on a roll today, man. I'm waking up. It's the medication. <laughs> So I feel like there's still way too many people on this show. Oh my god! Because I was trying to like keep track, and I'm just like, I have no chance in keeping. Track. I also, I also, I gotta say, I know I was critical of names, and I felt a little bad about that last week. But then, as I chose not to edit the podcast, <laughs> I was like, uh, maybe I should have said that. Yeah, like, that's fine. But I have to point out. So there's Cashel, Cashel, mm-hmm. and Cashay. Cashel, cachet, yep. Kind of like, okay, both both those names are not common. I think people will allow. Those are not common names. Fair. The cast members are referring to them both as cash. Correct. And people wonder why we get confused. Like, listen, my name is John. No one calls me John in my real life, but like, my name is John. I know what it's like to have literally the world's most common name. I know this. <laughs> this is what nicknames are for. And you don't make a nickname that is then shared with someone else in this like classroom sized group of people. Yeah. Someone's got it like you call Cache Cash and then Cashel L. Like you, you, you got to <laughs> do something. You can't. And like, I'll also say, this is going to laugh. This is going to be funny given your last name. I don't know if we've talked about this. The name Alexander is mm-hmm. incredibly common in my family. I'm yeah. related to five Alexanders. Mm-hmm. It's a very common Scottish name. Are we related? Like, is that what we're finding out on this pod? Yeah. Oh. Did you not know that? I, th- I thought you knew. Long lost cousins. Who That's knew? right. Uh, but... All the Alexanders in my family go by different things. There's an Al, there's a Xander, there's an Alec, there's oh. an Alex. Like you gotta I like that. You gotta work with it, you know? Like you gotta you gotta do something. You don't call two people with different names the same nickname of Cash. Like at one point, like, oh like during the competition, they're like, oh, Cash has to be smart about this. I'm like, which cash? Like, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, in fairness, I kind of know, and maybe the house guests know that neither of them will be around that long. So <laughs> true, true, true. Does it but really like... matter? <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to diss both of them. That's all. No, that's fine. I'm all for the hate. Um, I did love Sarah off the front end. Uh, Sarah, how she came up and she was talking about the swear jar. You know, yeah. she called herself a badass and then said that, you know, she 
now has to give her son a, do- a dollar, but she's okay with that. She's going to give him a dollar while she tries to give him 500K for winning the show. I like that. I thought that was really cool. But I, I guess we should. I, we didn't explain what the challenge was. I'll let you I know. Have, I have a story related to the phrase badass. Okay. And then let's, and let's explain. Yeah, boy. I, um, when I was growing up, <laughs> I had a little Scottish accent because I am okay. a Scottish accent. And when I was in kindergarten, my mom was like looking at my class picture with me and being like, what do you think of like this little boy? And like, what about this? Like, she looks nice. Like, who are your friends? Just like having a conversation with your child as you do. Okay. And she got to one kid in the photo and she goes, what do you think of this little boy? Or like, what's this little boy like? He seems nice. I was like, no. My mom was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, he's, he, he's no good. Teacher called him a bad word. And my mom was like, your teacher called him a, a bad word? Yeah, a very bad word. <laughs> she swore about him. And my mom was like, what, what did your teacher say? Like, I can't have a teacher like cussing out my son or his friends. I said, it's a very bad word. I can't say it. And my mom goes, you can say it this one time. I promise you won't get in trouble. <laughs> and I go, she called him the E word. And my mom's like, E word? What is the E word? Like, what is this child of mine saying? And my mom like coaxed it out of me. And she's like, you can say it just this one time. And I said, teacher says he's a pain in the ass. Because I had a <laughs> Scottish accent. I thought ass started uh, that's pretty good that's yeah. pretty good so i thought of that when sarah was talking about her son i was like oh i would have small john hector would have been confused by that <laughs> also like probably would have misspelled a bunch of words in this challenge as well just because oh, of how yeah. sound. <laughs> and we should talk about that so your boy is all about uh, two teams at a time swim out to ladders. They climb the ladders, and mm-hmm. then there are. They call them boys. They're not really like those weren't. Like, Hold on, is it a boy like, or a buoy? Great question. I'm so glad you asked. In the United States, it's boy. In this country, in Britain, it's buoy. How the heck do you know that? I'm just big I, on maritime words. Do you know I, what the funny part is like? <laughs> I asked the question and then I'm now carving you for knowing the answer, <laughs> right? I know that that doesn't make sense, <laughs> but I asked the question knowing that you knew the answer and I'm like, of course, you know, the answer, because these are just the things that, you know, I, I have so much like trivial knowledge. <laughs> it's why I'm good at trivia, but I'm not good at life guys. Like this is like, I don't have any useful applicable life skills but like if you want to ask me how to pronounce like admiralty law terms i got you like you better believe like i can rhyme off obscure comic book knowledge from the 90s don't worry like i am there i can i can speak with authority about albanian sex bunkers but this what kind of like i'm not even gonna go i'm not even gonna no not falling for that one i'm not listen it's not not that one pass i invite our listeners to google albanian sex bunkers it's not bad just gonna say no comment and move on i can't wait i know someone is gonna google it and i can't wait we'll save that for next week's episode (laughs) yeah I look forward to those comments. Maybe Twitter will work by then. Um, yeah. So what else, what stuck out to you in this, in this challenge? Well, because there are too many teams. The, oh. We did finish explaining it. So they had to, they have to climb, jump on the, they called boys mm-hmm. and they could grab uh, five letters. They're like tiles. They have to then drop into the water, swim back to shore mm-hmm. and put together as many words as possible and they're free to go back and forth as many times as they want within 20 minutes go ahead sheldon alexander so i was gonna say there's like what stood out to you the most because there's still so many people and i know there's sometimes where we'll go through like how each person did or like 
at least like the winning group and how they did, but what stood out to you the most of all of these people? Uh, that they all did it wrong? There was a lot going on, right? Like I thought there were a couple parts that I found strange, right? Like James and I don't know how to pronounce her name. Is it Kayla? Kyla? I thought it was Kayla. Kayla, right? Okay. Um, so James does it, falls into the water twice. Yeah. My guy's like crying. Yeah. Gets his, their team gets a zero. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if the crying came from the zero or the fact that the zero happened on national TV. And like, that would be really embarrassing. And I'm not going to say that, you know, grown men can cry. Yeah. No judgment there, you know, except for Joel Embiid, that guy can't cry. No. Because he's just the fakest tough guy there is. And that guy can't cry. No, not at all. But James, in this situation, I was like, okay, I kind of felt bad for him. And they get a zero. Which kind of, you know, ruined the rest of the challenge, so to speak, because Basically, every other team just had to get one word and you're good. And I want to bring something up because we've been talking about this last episode and we'll talk about it here as well in terms of strategy. And I feel like this is why you can't, again, have regular challenge people on the show because they might ruin it. Because mm-hmm. I know what other challenge members would do is they would just be like, oh, well, we just need to get one word and then we're done. There's no point in showing out. Whereas all of these people are still very gung-ho about what's going on here, Tyson, and will go over and above still, despite the fact you only need one word. What would you say about said strategy? Because to me, and it's just because I'm used to the challenge, I I wouldn't be out here trying to like go that ham. Give me two words maybe, and then I'm shutting it down. I'm chilling. I'm going for a nice leisurely swim. I got to say, so uh, just off the start. Okay, so you're Kayla. Your partner, James, has taken two bad falls. He's he's a little fucked up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but, like, you got 20 minutes. Is the move not to be like, hey, James, you okay? Take a, take a deep breath. I'm just going to pat you on the back. I got you. Hold mm-hmm. on to this ladder. I'm going to fucking go get us a word. <laughs> like, am I wrong? And like, oh, I right. thought about this. So they're allowed to. I thought about this a lot. This is why I didn't sleep last night, Sheldon. I was thinking about this game. I would. You can get two words easily from five words from five letters. So okay. if she goes up, and she get pulls down five letters, mm-hmm. and like, granted, they have to be the right five letters. Yep. But you can make two three-letter words out of that, no problem. Yeah. Suddenly you're in the mix. It just takes one trip. Mm-hmm. Right? Obviously, she could for sure make one word out of one trip. I don't know how early into their 20 minutes James fell and was like out of the competition essentially. But like, what the hell? Like, it takes like one minute to be like, oh man, you're fucked up. I'm so sorry. Like, let's take a minute to breathe. Mm-hmm. Like, I got you. Just hang on to the bottom of the ladder. So two questions here. One, how do you think you would do with this challenge? And I two, would crush the challenge. Okay. Like, I felt like you would say that. And two, the strategy here. Because as you said, right, there should be some strategy to when you actually jump because the thing is rotating. So you can see yeah. the letters and jump at a certain point to grab certain letters. Some people didn't do that as cash, as I was watching it. We both were sitting there like, did she just grab the letter Q? <laughs> like, how did, like, of all the letters, why would she grab Q? Now, she was afraid, clearly, right? Like, she was afraid to drop down. And, you know, she talked about uh, not being able to swim, where I was just like, again, like, how do you come on the show? And, and I'm not saying you have to be a, a great swimmer. You don't got to be Michael Phelps. But like you have to be able to swim with a life jacket on. Like I, I can't like, swim, but I can swim, but I can't like swim, swim. Like I'm not out here swimming lengths. But you give me a life jacket, I'll be okay. I feel like we say this every season, but it holds true. Like if I get called 
tomorrow, Friday mm-hmm. morning. And they're like, guess what, John? We love the podcast. You're going to be on the challenge. Friday afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to be in a pool swimming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swim every day. It's just 30 minutes minimum, but I'm swimming every day Facts. until I'm going to the airport. Like, I'm not even saying with lessons. Like, necessary. I mean, that would be ideal, but like, I am 100% in the pool every day as soon as I get the call. I'll also be honest. I was also just turned off by Cache's whole like that when she finally does drop down into the water and then she swims back and at the end they're doing the confessional and they're like holding each other. She's like, oh, you know, I didn't think that I was going to make it. But because he said, come on, I need you do it for me. Like I felt that. And that just gave me all the energy I needed, the motivation I needed. So I really couldn't have done it without him. I was just like, really? This is what we're doing? This is what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I also want to talk about strategy. Okay. First of all, obviously, anyone who's into word games, anyone who's watched Word of Fortune, you just got to think R.L. Stein right? Mm-hmm. Famed children's horror, or not really horror, that's probably too strong, but ghost story author R.L. Stein. because mm-hmm. you need R-L-S-T-N-E, and like, those are the most common letters in the English language. Yep. Just be targeting those. The letter A is also helpful. And also, no one seemed to appreciate that like, what matters is the number of words so you should be going for short words. Like a exactly. two-letter word is as good as a nine-letter word. Exactly. So just like if you put together a five-letter word, then you should be having like little two-letter words coming off of every side. Like Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I didn't get it. And I also, to be honest, I know Tyson and uh, his partner, Justine, end up winning. I get it. They got nine words. But I didn't understand Tyson's strategy. Like, the first off, the Tyson montage, I'm going to get into my Tyson bag here for a second here. The Tyson montage was a bit much, okay? I didn't really understand his strategy because as you said, like, just put together words. I get that you're, there's two levels to my dislike of Tyson here, okay? Because it's just doing too much. We talk about this a lot on the episodes of the challenge on this You Killed It pod. People that are doing too much. Tyson is out here doing too much. Here we go. Why would you think that it's a good idea for you to show off and just keep going over and over and over again in a row just to show people that you're not tired at all? He went into this whole thing about Oh, you know, cyclists, and when you go up a hill, you breathe through your nose so that the person beside you can see that you're not even struggling, and that's demoralizing. It's like, bro, you're doing a crossword puzzle, bro. Like, chill out, first off. Secondly, like, you just won the first challenge, okay? You kind of went against the word and kind of made a big move in who you threw in the last episode. So now you want to win again while also showing off and showing off how good you are to then, as we find out, make another big move. Okay. Yeah. You're doing too much, bro. And the only way that you will win is if you continue to win daily challenges every single day or win in the elimination. And maybe you're that confident. Maybe he is that good. Maybe as our Twitter mentions are telling us, he's just that dude. And I'm a hater. Maybe that's true. We'll find out. We'll find out. But if you ask me, doing too much. Why did you need to get so many letters and you got so many letters to only get nine words? Seemed weird to me. It's, I, it's so interesting. Like, I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, this is the other thing that kept me up. But <laughs> I, like, there's so many things that we take for granted in the regular challenge Mm -hmm. where the veterans the longtime cast members they already know like tyson is making a mistake that 
challenge bets wouldn't make because they're on the show so often, they know that this is going to bite him in the ass. They know that eventually someone's going to win a competition and be like, we got to get Tyson out of here. Yeah. Right. Like there's going to be someone that's like, Oh, this is not, this guy's not even breathing as he's running past us. We can't have that in the final elimination. This guy's got to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you got to, there's something to be said for laying low, especially in a format that is designed to call attention to the people that are winning. Yeah. Right? They're in the house. They have a scoreboard with who's earned the most money. Mm-hmm. It's Tyson right now. He's already at $11,000 when you just need $5,000 to get to the final. It's what he's doing is not sustainable. Eventually, he's not going to win a daily competition. And like, he's been very impressive. I know we're going to get Tyson defenders in the mentions. Yeah, and that's fine. I have a sense that I like him more than you do. I don't know about his political strategy, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But like, I like what he's bringing to the table. I think yeah. I would be interested to see how he did in a house that had challenge bets because like he is clearly very smart he is clearly a very good athlete yeah he is sorry i was just gonna say you can see that he's sort of starting from square one and not seeing the like there's no there's no immunity idols on the show and like you can't put this big a target on your back this early and not have problems. Yeah. And that's, that's really where my thing comes in. So I do want people to message in and tell us, especially our survivor fans, because it's not only the challenge, but even big brother, big brother, the same things happen all the time where someone wins early, right? They feel like they're running the house. And then by like week four or five, you're out because everyone's like, we got to get this guy out of here. And he is purposely in multiple ways, putting a target on his back by winning challenges by showing off and winning challenges and then going against i don't know if con, uh consensus is the word but he then you know when making his decisions and who to put in is making very controversial moves it's not just like hey let's get out this easy person and the mm-hmm. reason why there might be people listening thinking like oh you're hating on him or blah 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 i don't know but the reason why to me this is a big thing Again, maybe I'm just too caught up in what the normal challenge is like. But if you had normal challenge people in this house, this is the wrinkle that should get Tyson up out of here. The fact that if he doesn't win a daily challenge, the people who do win, you get to go into the elimination and see what the elimination is going to be. And then you can make your decision right there on the spot to throw him in to an elimination that you think he might not do well in that to me is where you're doing too much is not a good idea because people might be afraid to go against you in an elimination but let's say that it was um hall brawl right because we've seen in a promo that hall brawl is one of the eliminations so let's say it's hall brawl and tyson you know he's fast you know he's athletic he's agile cool but what if he goes in against Cinco, who I'm pretty sure played football? I think I, I can't quite remember, but I think he I played mean, like D1 football or something. And Danny played for the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, exactly. Better example. It's Danny way, who did it. Yeah. Way better example, right? So what if we get now to an elimination and it's Danny's in there and then we see that it's Hall Brawl? And I know that we're, I know that sounds like, you know, there's so many chess pieces working, but that's how the challenge works. And Maybe these people don't understand that because they're not that familiar with the challenge. So they'll let Tyson skate by and let him run the game because they're afraid of him because that's what happens in Survivor. But to me, doing way too much. But it's entertaining. And as I like to say, are you not entertained? I mean, I know we have always said this, but like we we always praise CT like modern CT mm-hmm. in these formats where they're like, you got to win a skull. Cause CT strategy is always, I, I'm going to 
win my skull against someone easy and then I'm just going to coast to the end. Yeah. That, if you're like, for all intents and purposes, Tyson is the CT of the season. He's the guy to beat. That's the, that's the move. Yeah. You're Tyson. You're like, I've already won a daily. I've got enough money in the bank to go to the final. I'm just going to work out and hang out. Like, yeah. I'm just going to like be super fit. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to rest up. I'm going to enjoy my time in, where are they, Argentina? In beautiful Argentina. Like, this is a free vacation. Like, that's the move. Yeah. And here's the thing. I know someone messaged us saying, because I said uh, Survivor Backyard Games in, uh, as opposed to the challenge. I didn't say that to diss the Survivor Games. But what I mean is, especially in Big Brother, and Big Brother is more of the backyard games, right? And when people are locked in, like when someone knows like, oh no, I can dominate these challenges and they need to win, they can win challenges. The challenges, the daily challenges on this show are way different. So you could think that you need to win challenges and you can win challenges because you're that dude, but it's not that easy. Plus add in the, the thing where you don't get to decide who your partner is. So you could just have a week where you just have a terrible partner and your partner costs you. And now that's why you're in the elimination. I just yeah. think Tyson is taking a huge risk at this point. But I will say this. And I don't do spoilers, so I don't know anything about that. But the one thing that makes me weary of Tyson going deep into this competition is that I was listening to the Ringer podcast, as I normally do. Shout out to the Ryan Rosillo podcast and Life Advice segment. I enjoy that a lot. There is a promo that Tyson is doing a recap pod on the challenge on the ringer. And I was like, hmm, okay. What are the chances that he would do that if he didn't really have a good season? I don't know. So here we are. I want to hear all the people's comments because I guess this is two episodes in a row where I'm just dissing everyone's favorite Tyson. So we'll see. I have one more thing to add and okay. to bring us back to recapping. So Cache is talking mad brazy about Tiffany to Kira. Mm -hmm. Kira also says Tiffany is gathering all the guys around her, to which I ask, is she? Like, it seems like she's just hanging with Cinco. With Cinco and, like and her partner is Cash. Yeah. So, so yeah. like what she's supposed to do. She also, like... This to me is a common thing that happens in the challenge house and in Big Brother and Survivor where like people's perception within the house doesn't really line up with reality. Like how many times on a, on a TV show, on a reality TV show, have you heard someone say, oh, so-and-so is so powerful. So-and-so have the house. And you're like, oh, but you're talking about Josh, the world's most annoying person. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah. And like, I appreciate we have a different perspective as viewers. But, oh, anyway. Well, the way that Cash was talking about, she's like, well, Tiffany just has all these people wrapped around her finger. And I feel like she's trying to, and she took it like as if Tiffany was playing 3D chess when like she's just flirting with Cinco. And I think she even said, she's like, hey, if this is going to help me get further in the game, cool. But I didn't think it was that deep. And Cache made it seem like it was some like elaborate plot that she was using to like mesmerize all the men in the house. And they were all like following her like zombies, like, okay, Tiffany, whatever you say. And, and then as if to like immediately shame Cache and Kira's impression of what's going on in the house, mm -hmm. they go to the elimination. They end up calling down Tiffany and Cashel. Mm -hmm. And Tyson says like, this is almost word for word what he said. Tiffany is not the glue of the Big Brother Alliance. And then they have like a montage of him asking Big Brother people, like, what do they think of Tiffany? And they're all like, nah, get her out of here. So like, the, what, what, like, what uh, Cache? Cache was thinking is absolutely inaccurate. And like, it wasn't just the women of the Big Brother Alliance. Like Xavier's like, get her out of here. Like everyone is like, nah. And I well, have to say, Go on, Sorry. go on. I have to say, I think Tyson blew it 
Like, I don't understand the logic of, okay, you're a survivor person. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that the house is split between survivor and big brother. Big brother. Mm-hmm. If everyone in the big brother house is like, oh, Tiffany can't stand her. She's the person I'd want to keep in the house from the big brother Alliance. Cause I would see her as a disruptive influence. I'd be like, Oh, here's this poison pill, a locker room cancer in the big brother locker room. Tiffany can stay. This is fine. Like, let's get rid of someone on the big brother Alliance that they all like, like who is the linchpin? Let's get rid of Xavier. Yeah. So like, I don't, again, I Tyson is making moves, but I don't think they're the smartest moves. And I don't know the wisdom about making moves at all right now. It was a very strange move and there was a lot of things going on. And again, I'll need my guy LT to help me out here, but I thought Tiffany was part of the cookout. Right. And then the whole thing was Xavier and Alyssa, like they were the fake partners on their season of big brother while Xavier was really running with the cookout. But he says to her, hey, if there's something I can do to save you, I will. Even if it involves putting in Tiffany. And I was kind of like, wait, what am I missing here? So there's clearly something that, hey, I don't know, maybe something happened after Big Brother or on Big Brother that, you know, makes uh, Xavier or maybe the rest of the cookout not really that cool with Tiffany. Like maybe they were just cool with her because of the number in the house, but they weren't as cool like locked or weren't as locked in coming into this season of the challenge. I don't know, but something just seemed off there. Cause as you said, the montage showed that everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of her. Like, it's fine. We can, we can do without Tiffany. So yeah, Tiffany gets thrown in and it was very strange too, because I thought, you know, when they were asking James and Kayla who they wanted to go against, James kind of was going off on like all these, t- Kayla was just like, whatever. James is going off on all these tangents and to have it come around that it was Tiffany, I was kind of surprised because I was like, oh, this is a big move by Tyson. Again, making a very big move in the house. And you just broke down and kind of changed my mind on, you know, why it was a big move. Because I thought, you know, I was looking at it as, oh, you're taking a big shot at the other side, but you just broke down, I think, perfectly why it was a big move, but in not the way that we think. So we go into this elimination. Knowledge is powered, right? And of yeah. course, as mentioned, it's going to be uh, Tiffany and Cashel against James and Kayla. So you have four bikes. Each, you and your partner on a bike, you have to ride the bike. Power, 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 pedal, pedal, pedal. Basically get your Peloton on to light up a light. Once the light pops up, a puzzle pops up on your screen for 10 seconds. You have to memorize the two rows of symbols. And then once it goes away, you hop off the bike, try to put the puzzle together. You got to do that three times to win. My question to you, Mr. John Chimney Hill, who did you think was going to win? Because I thought, I was like, oh, Tiffany and Cash got this. That's what I thought. I I was wrong. I thought that as well until James said, the magic words. He he turned to his partner, he turned to Kayla and he said, oh, this is just gonna be like a spin class. Yeah. As soon as someone is like, oh, this is gonna be great. It's just gonna be a, like a spin class yeah. and you have to do a cycling thing, mm-hmm. you're fucked. Yeah. They're like, and like we saw it, Kayla and James, like, as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, this is not going to go the way people think it's going to go. Yeah. Like, I meet, like, I entering into it, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry to see James and Kayla go. And then as soon as, literally, he said the word spin class, I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> like, the, the Vegas odds just flipped with the and, use of that phrase. Whole new, whole new, whole new ball game. And I think Kayla got a lot of people on her side when she was talking about uh, was it her stepdaughter or son? Yeah. I can't remember. Stepdaughter? It's her Step-son? boyfriend's daughter. Boyfriend's daughter. Yes. Sorry. Right. And how like she wanted to do it for her. I was like, oh, and everyone's like, you know, just watching that. I think she became kind of like a, a viewer favorite in that moment, you know, 
Um, so people were rooting for James and Kayla, I think. And you're right. As soon as they mentioned the spin class thing, I wonder if this is a, an example, a great example of what I was just talking about in terms of you get to see what the elimination is. So, you know, if I was producing this episode, what I would have done is I would have leaked in that information of them saying, hey, we get to the elimination and we see, oh, got this. This is food. Put in the yeah. big dogs. Put in whoever we think the biggest dog is. Put them in against us. We got this. Yeah. I wonder if that happened. And I, I don't know. Who knows? It didn't show us that. But that's how I would have massaged this episode to make it look. Because even if it, as it starts, like they got out to the first one, but as this went longer and longer, they were chilling on the, on the bikes, right? They were yeah. smiling, they were happy. And then it cuts they over to Cash like... and Cash <laughs> is like booking it, working hard and sweating buckets. And I'm like, yo, how are they not getting there yet? And you see Tiffany just struggling. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. that's what's happening here. <laughs> okay. Well, and also I think James and Kayla recognized that it's not in terms of speed, but consistency. Yes. And like, they even synced up their feet. Mm -hmm. So like their bikes were generating the same amount of power. Yeah. At all times, we assume. Whereas Cash and Tiffany, as you said, I mean, people had, I forget who said it, uh, but they said, it looks like Cash's bike is actually going to move. He's going so hard. <laughs> he was going ham. I felt bad for him because he was like I sweating buckets. I felt bad for him too because I hate to point this out. He did nothing wrong. He was air quotes randomly selected mm -hmm. to be Tiffany's partner. Yep. All he yep. did was chat with his partner from time to time and seemed otherwise to be a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> like he was yep. just sort of existing and then like he got caught up in this drama he didn't even get caught up in it he was just like the drama happened around him next thing you know he's blindsided into elimination and then like has to work his ass off and tiffany was gassed and then they got eliminated and like i mean you you already alluded to it but like tiffany and cash uh they they had to do three rounds yep. they won the first round mm -hmm. and then James and Kayla won the next three rounds and like game over game over what I have to say close? I liked I liked this elimination I thought it was interesting mm -hmm. and uh a different skill set but like a, a nice combination of brains and physicality yeah and stamina Yep, and uh, I have to say I'm increasingly a James fan, so I was uh, glad to see my guy stick around at least one more week. Yeah, they're good competitors for sure, good characters on the show for sure, which leads me to my question of the episode: Do we like this show? I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I it is it. I like it. I am enjoying it. I think okay. that I don't want to say that the regular challenge was stale, mm -hmm. but the regular challenge was having, it was having trouble uh, with good casting. Mm -hmm. They, for, I guess, because of COVID-19 and they were relying more and more on um, international casting. Plus, bringing back the same 20 people like I think you'll recall the last regular season you and I recapped we talked about how like some people needed a rest like Kyle needed a rest Josh needed a rest right and so like I'm enjoying having uh an interesting dynamic cast uh I do miss seeing like some old favorites but like this is okay like this is okay i don't yeah. know that's the best version of the challenge but like i'm enjoying this more than i thought i might how Same. about you i i agree with you and i think my biggest thing was i was struggling to separate it from the actual challenge right mm -hmm. so i was still watching it under the lens of 
wait, where's the club scene? Where's the music? I need the music. I need like the vibes of the house and people just hanging out by the pool, busting jokes and making fun of people. Like I need all that stuff. But if you just separate, and I kind of talked about this last episode too, right? Like you just change the name of the show and it's just whatever, CBS, Mm -hmm. USA Challenge, I don't know, whatever. Um, It's just a different show and it's okay. Like I like the characters, the competitions are cool. I like the strategy of it all. You're always going to have me in on all that stuff, right? You know, the what is Tyson going to do next? How do you play this game out? All that stuff. You're always going to get me on that. But I need to remove myself from comparing it to the actual challenge. And if I do that, I can allow myself to enjoy the show more and just wait for the other regular challenge. Hopefully, hopefully with them making this, they can go back to just having the normal challenge as is while also having the CBS versions and they can exist in the same world and we get to go back to what the other challenge was. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. Yeah, I would like that as well. And again, like I think I think that the like the original challenge when they had sort of the format of they would have a season of the real world Mm -hmm. and then they would have a season of the challenge and then a season of the real and like I think that was the best I think that was sort of the challenge at its peak in terms Mm -hmm. of quality yep and when the real world kind of died as a format and I understand why it died yeah yeah they lost that structure and then they had all-star seasons and the versus star seasons and like I don't want to say it watered it down but because uh, I don't know that it watered it down, but it lost those rest periods. And yeah. like one thing that was great about the challenge in that period where they're alternating between the real world and the and the challenge was that you would not, uh, someone like Wes or even like a Johnny Bananas mm-hmm. was not on every season. Yeah. And then like, I think they sort of burnt out their pool And so they just kept getting the same people back. Like famously, like uh, obviously, uh, what's her face? The Brazilian, you know, some people chalked up some of the things she said and did to emotional burnout. I think Cara Maria, who people really liked, really wore people out because she was on too much and is Mm -hmm. maybe putting into a bad place mental health wise. Yeah. Whereas, like, again, like, it's hard to actually believe this, but, like, there was a period where Johnny Bananas was not on every season. There was a period where CT wasn't on every season. Yeah. And, like, it was always, like, part of the hook was, oh, I wonder who's showing up this season. Whereas now we could all be like, oh, yeah, so Kyle's for sure going to be there and CT and Josh. And, like, you could list off, like, five or yeah. six people that were like locks to be there and like eh, wasn't as good wasn't as good for us or them yeah I think for me too I realized that if I watched Survivor and if I watched Big Brother regularly I would have a lot of those feelings that I have about you know getting annoyed with Cinco and what's her name and Cache you know what I mean or I would like rep Tyson more or maybe even hate Tyson more because I there's a relationship there already so I'm now trying to take the step back and acknowledge those things and I like that I, I like yeah. the show I think the show is pretty good they made it an hour and maybe I don't need all the extra fluff with these people that I don't really know because I've seen them for a season on the real world yeah. and that's okay so I like it I like it I'm in I have to ask you though Sheldon who killed it for you this week? It's a tough question this week. So it's tough. And this is going to sound weird because I crushed him for most of the episode, but it is Tyson. He is running the game so far. And, you know, it's the, the question is who killed this episode? And it's Tyson. He dominated the challenge. He showed out. He showed off. He won. He made like a quote unquote big move in terms of throwing in Tiffany. And as of now, he's dominating. Now, do I think that will affect him going forward? Yes, as I've explained earlier, I think he's doing too much. But in terms of this episode, 
yeah, I'll give that to Tyson. Respect where respect is due. I am going to also go with Tyson, but the reason why I'm going with Tyson is because he's the only one making moves. Mm-hmm. Like James is is having like James really impressed me when he and Kayla were having a conversation with Tyson and Justine and like James's assessment of the house I thought mm-hmm. was on point, super accurate. But I Tyson's the only one that seems to be making strategic moves, even though neither you nor I agree with the decisions he's making. At least he's making decisions. Yeah. And like, you know, he has won two dailies. Like, we can't deny that. Mm-hmm. He did hurt the Big Brother Alliance, although they mm-hmm. seemed very cool with it. Yeah. Which is but weird like, because I think like early on, your numbers are the most important thing. So you'd want to keep your numbers, but hey. But I think that's a reflection on their perception of the game rather than like a, a thoughtful and well-reasoned strategy on their part. Yeah. So it's a it's for Tyson as well. Like I, I agree that Tyson was the MVP, but like it's a reluctant one from me. Yeah. Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Of course, like and subscribe wherever you get the podcast. Hit the button, send in your comments, all that fun stuff. Follow us on the YouTube page. Search You Killed It Podcast or Sheldon Alexander. You know, watch along with us. Hit us with a like. It's very easy. It's how you support the pod. We appreciate that. And you can find me on Twitter or Instagram or both. I'm not your boss. At J. Chidley Hill. And until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.